Welcome to season two of The Something Forum by Echo & Co., a podcast where we talk about digital and organizational transformation, innovation, and nonprofits, and hope you learn something along the way. For this series, we welcome Dr. Rita Fennelly Atkinson, Senior Director of Credentials at Digital Promise. During this series, we'll talk about digital credentials, the ethics of data, equitable research, and serving historically and systematically excluded learners. And now your host, Andy Vanderland. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on our last episode with Rita from Digital Promise. We're on the Something Forum talking about our Toast episodes. Welcome back, Rita. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here again. I know. It, we do all, this isn't spoiler, we do all the recordings at once. So like these in-between moments, we chat about other random stuff and then have to like weirdly reintroduce ourselves even though we didn't actually go anywhere. Um, so, you know. <laughs> it's kind of fun though to pretend it's different days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, so the first thing I want to know is what is giving you hope right now? We're kicking off 2024. I don't know if you're a New Year's resolution person, but like, what are you seeing in the world that you're hopeful about? Oh my goodness. Uh, there is so much. Um, I think one of the things that most excites me is uh, young people uh, <laughs> and how, you know, you know, vocal they are and how interested they are in in changing the world for the better. And, you know, it's it's just it's so exciting to see the the hope and optimism that, you know, young people have and, you know, it makes me really happy. Great. I get hope from them too. I was just speaking with someone about how great they are. Um do you have a New Year's resolution this year? One or more? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You doing okay with it on day five? <laughs> yeah. so I try not to. I've learned the hard way not to do like weird uh, resolutions. With, as what I know. I'm <laughs> so um, my my New Year's resolution uh, for this year, um, as you know, the economy has you know been a Done little. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So my uh, resolution for this year is not to uh, buy any new clothes unless it's oh. absolutely necessary. Yeah. And, th and, this, and this one's going to be the most interesting one is that I'm challenging myself to wear absolutely everything that I have in my closet at wow. least. Wow. And if I don't nice. love it, I have to get rid of it and, Great. you know, banish it from my closet because it's just taking up space. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see how I do. Okay, <laughs> good you? luck. <laughs> uh, I don't, well, the first thing at the clothes piece, I always find I'm like, I never wear this, I get rid of it. And then I get rid of it. I'm like, oh, remember that shirt I really liked? I'm like, dang it, <laughs> I just like forgot about it. Um, I don't have one right now, which maybe means I don't have one. Usually what I have found most successful are like, dental hygiene related ones so mm. for a while it's like i'm gonna brush my teeth i always brush my teeth but like do the nighttime brushing or like floss or do mouthwash but i like run out of them 
So now I don't have any good New Year's resolutions. <laughs> it's funny um, that you say that because I was just reading um, a thread somewhere about how it doesn't matter how much you floss, your dentist is always going to tell you that you need to floss more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time they're like, do you floss? I'm like, I floss. I swear I floss. <laughs> it's so true. Every time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's so true. Um, okay, so what has or who has been the most influential resource in your career? Any advice for people? Ooh, um, honestly, I'm I'm gonna say people. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah, when I look back on my career. Um, I have been very, very fortunate. Um, I think I, I mentioned earlier that um, I, I was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I joined, um, you know, right out of high school because that mm. was the only way that I could figure out how to make college accessible to me. Yeah, yeah. And it was an interesting experience, but I had uh, some amazing mentors mm. during that time uh, that really – uh, they believed in me and they showed me that I had worth and was capable oh, of, wow, yeah. of doing things. And so they gave me confidence to kind of pursue my dreams. And I have been so lucky that every job, every, you know, academic experience that I have had, I have found, um, you know, bosses or colleagues uh, or mentors, advisors who are still in my life, honestly. Wow. <laughs> and I think the the most important thing uh, I think that you can do is reach out to others and ask them for questions, you know, or advice. Um, and, you know, build a community of people uh, that is supportive of each other. Um, you know, when I started in my career, I was many times often either the only woman or the only mm. Latina um, mm. in a room. Yeah. And that was um, often hard. I'm, I'm happy to say that things have changed so much, um, you know, in, in many ways for the better, but building yeah. a community um, and supporting others and you also in turn receiving support, I think is so essential. That to mm-hmm. me is the biggest piece of advice is find others that you can learn from and then share what you learn with others. Is that sort of, I was going to ask, how do you recommend people go about building communities? If it's like someone's, you know, fresh out of high school or college or even any point in their career and they're like, I need a community that's, she's right. Like this makes yeah. sense. And I feel whatever isolated and like, I don't have the support. Like how does someone go about starting that process? Cause it's hard. It's hard. It to is decide. hard. <laughs> it is hard. Um, so I think the first thing I have to say is it has to be organic. Um, mm-hmm. So one of, one of the trends I've been noticing um, is people, um, will just reach out to you randomly like you've never mm. met them and <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. they want you to schedule a 30 me- a 30 minute meeting with them to help them with something right yeah um and you know that's not always bad you know uh, there's a lot of people who are open to it so i, I don't want to say don't do that but i have found in in my experience that uh 
you, if you have any type of uh, experience uh, or connection that you can leverage. So uh, obviously in the examples I've given like jobs or like in academic settings and things like that, you have that natural relationship that's built by virtue and it's long-term, right? It's not just like one day, but there's other ways that you can build those connections. Um, for example, if you meet someone at a conference or maybe at a networking event, or you know, or maybe you're attending the same event or something, and you meet someone. Yeah. Um, just you know, taking the time to be like, "Hey, um, I know you're busy. Uh, I'd really like to connect with you. Can yeah. can I connect with you on LinkedIn? Do you mind if I email you? Like, you know, just whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and and I'd say it can depending on who you reach out to. It has various uh, levels, <laughs> of success. but don't take rejection as you. It could just be that mm. person is very busy. The yeah. but the one I think most people overlook is um, volunteering. Mm. Uh, I've done a lot of volunteer work in my life, and I think what's really cool about volunteering is that you meet people with all kinds of different backgrounds and experiences. And um, you obviously are doing something that you are both passionate about and you and you never know what connection you might make. Um, yeah. And I keep in contact with so many people that I've <laughs> volunteered with in the past. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> which I think that's the other thing is staying in contact. Mm. Um, I try to make it a point to uh, reach out to people you know, every once in a while, even not to ask for anything, but just to say hi, thinking of you, okay. hope everything yeah. is going well. Um, yeah. So those are my tips. Have you always been good at this kind of outreach or like reaching out to people and connecting with them and that kind of thing? Or is it more... Um, something you had to work at to be more intentional and quote unquote strategic, but not in like a icky strategic -y way, just intentional. Yeah. So I, I think my personality tends to be very like friendly and personable. Yeah. So I think early on it wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that I knew I was doing. I was just, I was just friendly and I talked to people yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I was open to meeting new people and, and things like that. So I think if you're not, if, if you don't uh, veer towards that types of extroversion, I think mm -hmm. you, you probably need to uh, make more of an effort yeah. <laughs> than, if, <laughs> than if you already are. But yeah. um no, I think honestly, one of the reasons why, um, again, it wasn't like a, a strategic like plan or something that I made. I, I think it's more one of those things that I've noticed in hindsight. But I think one of the reasons why I was willing um, to put myself out there is, um, you know, I'm a first generation college student. Mm -hmm. So um, I, you know, I didn't grow up around people who had professional jobs or who had been to college. So a lot of times I had no clue what was going on <laughs> or, or I didn't understand why some things were happening the way that they were. Yeah. And honestly, I probably was just really naive. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I would just say or ask what was on my mind because I I hated not knowing. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, I have a funny anecdote about this. Yeah. One of one of my first jobs, I used to work for a newspaper, and uh, the. Um, he wasn't the main editor, but he was like the boss of the newspaper. I don't even remember what his title was anymore. But <laughs> one day he called me to his office mm-hmm. and, you know, he's someone that I very rarely spoke to because I was like a little peon, but <laughs> <laughs> called me into his office and I was like, oh my goodness, what did I do? I'm in trouble. You know, what's going on? I think I was 20 at this time. And so he called to tell me that I had gotten a raise, but it took a while to get to that. Wow. So it was great. Oh, God. <laughs> But afterwards, burying the lead. I know. And then afterwards, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I thought you were gonna fire me." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "You, you're a big boss. You shouldn't be calling people into your office." <laughs> and you like, you work at a news organization. You don't bury the lead. <laughs> well, what was what was even funnier is that he he listened to my feedback, uh-huh. and then and the next time I think there was like some good news he had to give me. Um, so again, kind of a weird thing. Um, but I was in the supply closet getting like pens or pads or whatever yeah. that I had for my desk. Cause I had run out and, and he, you know, went in there and then he like surprised me with this announcement and I'm <laughs> like, like, uh, sir, <laughs> thank you for listening to my feedback, but I mean, <laughs> doing this in the supply closet. And so- <laughs> That's great. I love this man. Uh, this is amazing. <laughs> All right. yeah, it has nothing to do with anything, but I don't know why that memory just came up. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love that you're transparent. You're giving feedback. It's like full circle. <laughs> it's been a part yeah. of your life forever. <laughs> and I, I do. I will say though that. Uh, being vulnerable requires mm. a lot of trust. Um, mm. and, and I've had to learn this lesson the hard way too, is that Oy. you, um, and the hard way, unfortunately, is, uh, you know, you should definitely ask people questions mm. and ask for advice and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But make sure you're asking of it from someone that you trust. Mm. Um, yeah. So before you, you know, ask them for advice on a very difficult situation at work, um, make sure it's a someone who you have a deep relationship with that has a track record of trust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the smaller, lighter things are, are definitely, I think you can feel free to ask people about, you know, even people you don't know very well. But I would say, you know, don't, um, for for the really hard, deep questions, make sure you have a trusted person. How do you build trust with your team, that trust and safety? I think, honestly, it's just being honest. Mm. Um, I try to make sure that uh, my team knows that they can ask me questions, even if it's mm-hmm. an uncomfortable question. And I also make sure that they have space to ask others. So I try to make sure that it's more than just me who can answer mm. a question. Yeah. So I 
I make sure people know that if they have questions or that they, they have any concerns, obviously my door is open, but also they can feel free to reach out to, you know, my boss or mm -hmm. other people on the team that they might trust, you know, um, and, um, but I think honestly, the biggest thing that you can do is model it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you you can say a lot of things, but what you do is really speaking yeah. very yeah. loudly. And so if people tell me something in confidence, I keep it in confidence. I do not share it. Um, yeah. I think one of, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to anyone is to not engage in gossip culture, mm. um, particularly in the workplace, yeah. you know, um, especially these days with technology, you know, anything that you write down could be shared. <laughs> yeah. So I try to be very mindful about uh, what I say and how I say it. And I always try and make sure that um, I treat people the way I would want to be treated. Um, so, um, and again, you know, having those trusted advisors, uh, friends mm -hmm. or colleagues, you know, like if I want to vent about something, um, <laughs> yeah, you I, know who's I, there. I might vent to my spouse instead of. A, <laughs> a <colleague>. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome, Rita. This has been great. I have one last question to wrap us up. Mm -hmm. What are you excited about in the nonprofit space? Ooh. It could be tech or it could be not tech. Just yeah. Honestly, uh, there is so much. So I am really excited about um, all of uh, the organizations um, that are um, have are relatively new, some of them only a few years old and ones that are, are new and that are really, um, you know, innovative ways in, in the ways that they're thinking. And I can't think of the name of it right now, but there's one in particular where uh, there is a woman who is is uh, building pantries, for example, oh. to provide food um, cool. for, and these are all community uh, grown and led organizations. Um, <clears throat> a lot of them by women and a lot of them by women of color, mm. which I think is so exciting. So yeah. I just love seeing all of these wonderful, talented, smart people uh, seeing um, you know, problems in their communities, uh, regardless of how big or small they might be, and, you know, working to find solutions. And what's really exciting is that they're finding funding and, cool. and being able to thrive. So that is really, really exciting to me is I yeah. love seeing communities uh, grow their own leaders who are thriving. Oh, great. What a great way to wrap this up. Everyone go check out Digital Promise if you're interested in micro-credentials and what that whole thing looks like. It's pretty cool. Um, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks, Rita. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this series of The Something Forum with Dr. Rita Fennelly Atkinson. We'll be taking a hiatus from publishing new episodes. In the meantime, consider catching up on old episodes or visiting some old favorites. We hope to be back with new conversations soon. Our executive producer and host is Andy Vanderland. 
I'm Melissa Huntley, our technical producer and editor. The music you hear in this episode is Something About Something by Sarah, the instrumentalist. This podcast is produced by Echo & Co., a digital agency sending creativity on a mission. 